This article was originally published on Popsara.com, read this and more on our website. One would hope that a film franchise with as much money poured into it as the DC Extended Universe would fight tooth and nail not just to survive, but to thrive. Alas, with its latest, and likely last, offering, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, that hope feels all for naught. After a string of box office duds, it seems that Sue is ending not with a bang, but a whimper. Still, in spite of the brand's recent stumbles, a sequel to 2018's Aquaman felt like a sure bet. James Wan's vision for the King of Atlantis provided a vibrant contrast to the Sue's usual dark and somber tone, while Jason Momoa's charismatic portrayal of Aquaman was effortlessly charming. Unfortunately, the sequel not only falls short of building upon what made the first film so enjoyable, but also plunges headfirst into a whirlpool of cliches and uninspired storytelling, resulting in a disappointing and mediocre conclusion for the entire franchise. As we revisit Arthur Curry several years after the events of the first film, we find him settled into his role as King of Atlantis. Despite his efforts to bridge the gap between the underwater world and the surface world, challenges emerge, disrupting his peaceful family life on the shore with Mara, Amber Heard, and their child. A new threat arises from the depths when Arthur's old nemesis, Black Manta, Yahya Abdul-Mateen II, re-emerges, stealing the child for his own sinister plans. Now, Arthur, along with his brother Orm, Patrick Wilson, must confront Black Manta and prevent a Lovecraftian disaster that threatens to engulf the earth, putting both his kingdom and loved ones at risk. Unfortunately, the film falls short in a few key areas, especially when it comes to the portrayal of the main villain, Black Manta. Despite showing promise in the first film, Black Manta's on-screen presence in the sequel lacks the depth and charisma needed to make him a compelling antagonist. His storyline involving demonic possession takes away from any personal stakes, turning him into a rather one-dimensional character, a brooding figure with glowing green eyes and not much else. It's a letdown, considering the potential he had. Meanwhile, the politics and world-building of Atlantis don't make things any clearer, adding to the overall confusion of the film. Tedious council meetings lead nowhere, and a predictable undersea cantina with a fish crime lord feels like a recycled idea, lacking the creativity needed for an engaging exploration of Atlantis' political dynamics. It's a missed opportunity, as the film fails to tap into the potential richness of Atlantis' world and its complex political landscape. To top it off, the film concludes with a moment that feels awfully familiar, as Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry proclaims, I am Aquaman, echoing a similar moment from another well-known superhero film, which only adds to the overall sense of disappointment. Fortunately, amid these drawbacks, one element stands out, Patrick Wilson's performance as Orm. His comic timing, effortless charm, and surprising loyalty make him the film's MVP, stealing every scene he's in, including a particularly noteworthy one involving a cockroach. The chemistry he shares with Jason Momoa's Arthur adds a much-needed spark, bringing life to moments that might have fallen flat. In a movie riddled with problems, Wilson's portrayal shines, turning the dynamic between Arthur and Orm into a genuinely enjoyable blend of a buddy comedy and a heartfelt exploration of two brothers learning to respect each other. However, despite this bright spot, seeing the potential of the Tzu squandered in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom hurts as a longtime fan. This movie, 
a bloated mess of tired tropes and confusing world-building, feels like a slap in the face after years of investing in these characters and their world. The knowledge of James Gunn's upcoming reboot only amplifies the disappointment, making the whole affair seem like a cinematic shrug. As a fan invested in the DC Extended Universe, I can't help but feel a sense of betrayal from a franchise that once held so much promise. The Lost Kingdom is not just a title, it's a eulogy for a franchise that never found its way. Thanks for listening. Read this and other articles on popsara.com.